welcome to the VitaFoods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the latest science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop and progress. Today's host is Charlotte Bastionza, editor. Hi, and thanks for tuning into this VitaFoods Insights podcast. It's such a pleasure to be joined today by Timo Spring, who's the managing director and founder of Preves, which is a nutritionist counseling service specializing in the needs of athletes operating through a digital ecosystem. Timo, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Charlie, for having me. So Timo is involved in a number of different investigative projects, collaborating with really elite athletic institutions and exploring the potential for personalized nutrition to support performance. So today we're going to talk a little bit about some of Timo's latest findings and what these mean for the development of athletes and the sports nutrition sector overall. But before we dive into all of that, Timo, we'd love to hear a little bit about an overview of you and how you came to launch Previs. Yeah, so how I started actually, I did 16 years of professional swimming, so uh, sport was always a part of my life so far. So my last job, we built actually an ecosystem for C-level executives where we were focusing on biomarkers, uh, sleep cycles, nutrition, as well as movements. And out of this, I was asking myself, why not to build something like that for the broader range? of people so try to reach as many as possible people so previous actually started with the same direction to put it into prevention so that's why previous actually is also the name it stands for prevention effortless so this is actually our goal we want to help the people in these four pillars and nutrition movement psychology and rest and we started actually where we picked the first pillar of nutrition because the people are mostly used to it as it's not a big taboo nowadays and a lot of people even on corona now <laughs> with the corona pounds facing their challenges on the other side athletes as i mentioned i'm a former professional athlete and we see a big big lack of nutritional counseling there on the other side is for sure an opportunity a lot of the specialists that come into the space often do come from a strong athletic background. And as you mentioned, you were a professional athlete yourself. When you were coming up with the conception of Previs, and thank you very much for highlighting these sort of four pillars, in your view, what is the most necessary challenge for athletes to overcome? And where do you see the opportunity there for nutritional intervention? When I dropped off the national team in Germany, I was realizing that there was no nutritional counseling at all. So until the really national team, we haven't had any support there. So I got a bit obsessed <laughs> and built myself an own database of three and a half thousand scientific papers into this field and started just nutritional counseling by myself, more as a side project, because I was just in love with this topic. But then I'm realizing step by step that there are a lot of athletes they really don't know. And this is really in common note to the problem. Problem, you also was asking most of the athletes don't understand it so what is actually really common for the fitness sector is sometimes really not available in their mindset of an athlete so they're training they're training they're training probably now they're also additionally going to side trainings could be agility training all these kind of things but they lose and actually a lot of potential by eating the right things on the right time by structured thing secondly based on that really going deeper to make the opposite approach by not telling you what you need we analyzing with previous um, the bodies of the athletes and let them know or the body let them know what they need 
Timo, it's quite interesting to hear your perception of the lack of information and even the prioritization, I think, of nutrition amongst athletes about what that should mean for them. From our side in the supply chain, we really believe that there's obviously an awareness and of an understanding of how athletes can unlock better performance through what they eat and drink. And so it's really interesting to hear that a lot of athletes actually don't understand the value of nutrition or they don't know how to apply it correctly or the science behind it. So that's quite an interesting finding of yours. Matima, you've been collaborating quite recently with the German Olympic Association, investigating this opportunity to improve athletic performance through tailored nutrition. Can you tell us a little bit about that collaboration and maybe some of the key findings that you've unlocked through that? We started actually last year. Previous is now almost one and a half years old. When it started, I was investigating the market, trying to find the, the biggest opportunity in the market. And it came out that the athletes, as I mentioned, was myself, still lacking of this kind of information. And for sure, there are professional athletes, really high Olympians. They do understand what they have to do. And that being a professional athlete is not just training. It's also recovery. And this is where we see nutrition comes into place. So that's why after half a year, we started to communicating here with the Olympic Center, where I was trained before in my young years. And the managing director there, and through that, actually, with the German Association and German Olympic Association. And yeah, we actually now analyze together with them almost two and a half thousand athletes. And the biggest challenge we were facing and the finding were that almost 60% not achieving their daily macronutrient goal. And if we actually make a kind of mathematical estimation, that means if you have a 14-year-old athlete, which probably become in some stage a professional athlete, Olympian, whatever, in the 20s, 21, something like that, they're losing approximately 10 to 12% of performance. So what that means is actually, for sure, there's, there's a multi-layer challenge we are facing. And nutrition, what we realize, is not making for my or for our view 100% and transforming to 101%, but we have still not reached 80% of performance here by covering actually the right nutrients for the body to recover in a proper way. That's really, really interesting, Timo. So 2,500 athletes are analyzed in the study, which is a significant base, actually, I think. And I think you mentioned that they're not achieving 60% of their nutrition goals, which I think is really significant then for their performance loss, which I think you said was a 12% or so. From those findings and those athletes that you surveyed through the German Olympic Association, what do those results tell us about the state of nutrition amongst professional athletes? You know, Could you even... Tell us what you think that might reflect on amateurs, because I'm, you know, I'm sure amateur athletes are their own pool, separate to high performance athletes, but you know, are also quite interested in understanding how their nutrition can enhance their performance. And also, you know, what what do you think is needed in terms of support? Is this an opportunity to create new partnerships to improve nutrition? Is it about counselling? This obviously this concept that you're quite passionate about to inform athletes better. What is your view? You summarize it very well. So by bringing all uh, stakeholders into one place step by step. So the biggest challenge as always, but this is, let's say it's not just correlated to us or it's correlated to any person, any company in the world is communication. So what the German Olympic Association 
actually drop off. They're, they're lost actually to connection to their athletes. So the functionaries and the trainers and everyone, and this is really for sure, I don't know how it is structured in other countries, but in Germany, I have the feeling and I have still the feeling that this is still a high, high competition amongst each other. But not with a bigger focus on, for instance, the Olympic Games or World Championships or something like that. So they're fighting each other more than they're collaborating on the path. That's the first thing. So we see us at the moment, or what we actually not see us, we, we put ourselves in this position by bringing all these stakeholders together. And we started actually with um, directly, we call them lighthouses. So our high professional athletes, now we have more than 26 athletes. There were 16 attending an Olympic Games in Tokyo. And these athletes, actually, we have almost half of them, so eight who hadn't had any clue about nutrition. They just ate by chance. This is how they actually got all these nutrients into their body. And since we structured them, we could convince them and the performance in terms of KPIs, we, we analyzed biomarkers, we analyzed the gut microbiome and what was possible in DNA and brought us all together, all the information consideration and gave them really easy or effortless, this is how it's called in Privas, recommendation of actions. This is the lack of. Secondly, we structured step-by-step for youngers, not just the adults, um, so teens and so on. We brought the parents on the table together because at the end, for sure, they go shopping for 14, 15, 16 years old. For sure, this will not do, if you remember yourself, and this will never happen. So additionally to that, we talk to the trainers, we talk to the functionaries and tell them, guys, we are here to help. From our understanding, the German system is also very special that, let's say, where comes the money from? So the money comes from actually from taxation. So every citizen in Germany pays the professional sport in Germany. This is how it's structured. And I told them, guys, we are here to support the athletes. That's our should be the biggest goal. And this always reminds me what every time Jeff Bezos has said. So we are focused on really what the client wants. Now we in this phase, we really have to educate them first. But this was just possible in the structure we used by these lighthouses. So we had we started with swimming because I was a professional swimmer. We have no motorsport inside. We have inside soccer on the first league. So really get these people. And this is normally how it probably always works yeah, that you have someone, your idol, you want to become. This idol is doing X, Y, Z. Probably this is good. Should I should adapt it as a teen, as a preteen, or on top of that, also as a competitor. I see, okay, where are my potential fields I can contribute something to become better as my competitor? Interesting, Timo. Thank you so much for sharing all of those insights. Um, I think absolutely it, it usually does come back to that really strong connection amongst all of those key stakeholders and forming, I think, this concept of what you talk about, an ecosystem really that does bring together all the different aspects and really unifies that in order to serve the athlete who is the key individual here. In your view, you mentioned that obviously you do quite a lot of testing and measuring of how the athletes are sort of impacted by tailored nutrition. Do you think the greatest opportunity for enhancing optimal performance is through raw foods and vegetables? Or do you see an opportunity here for the supplements industry? That's obviously quite a key area for us as a brand. We really focus on the opportunity for supplementing to address a number of different nutritional needs. Where do you see the opportunity there for unlocking performance through not only foods and beverages, but also through supplementation? 
So actually our main focus, as it's called in our, let's say, company name, is prevention. And for me or for us, the preventive approach should always start with food. So food first. So this is our definitely approach. Most of the athletes, they really believing in, let's say, packages, which are bling, blank, show really high marketing, uh, tell you you will achieve another 2%, 3%, whatever. But as I mentioned, 60% are lacking of macronutrients. We are not talking about L-carnitine. We are not talking about vitamin D, vitamin whatever, E. We're talking about the fuel. Really the essence to train harder, to really be on the motorcycle, on a motorsport, on a football, whatever. You know, wherever you are, you need the baseline on that. And if then on top, you need something like supplements, it's for sure. But for you described it very well, this is a big industry. So we're really facing as a startup as well, that we not just have this educational part, the challenge of shifting this paradigm from, okay, guys, what is actually a pre-booster? What is inside that? What is contained? Give me the ingredients, show it. Then we actually educate them, tell them, okay, you can easily buy, instead of have a carbohydrate gel for your training sessions on, just put a bit of honey inside or just put more natural food. And because, for sure, we also, since we're talking to the uh, German Olympic Association, we're also supporting actually the educational part of anti-doping. This is the big field. So you always have to take care of. So in most of the athletes, that's, that's, that's actually <laughs> the supplement area is one big part. What got adopted by athletes, uh, oh, this is crazy. But actually not the baseline. Some stage really open up some more uh, details about the studies and surveys. At the moment, they are all closed because of irregularities with the Olympic Association. But this is what we see. We see that more reasonable to really educate from the very beginning and add where it has to be or needs an adding. Yeah, it needs a supplement. But this is, you know, the calling or the name of a supplement itself, from my side, is a definition of additional food. It's not, it should be not your, your main food or your resource. Funny enough, I think we've been speaking quite a lot to a bunch of different sports nutrition stakeholders and even the panel discussion that we had as part of the Vitafoods Insights virtual expo that happened in May spoke a lot about that, this return amongst athletes, whether professional or amateur, to real food to improve baseline nutrition and then fiddling with a supplement in order to enhance recovery, performance, etc. But as you say, you know, there's a lot of nutrition, not just amongst athletes. I think it's obviously a wider problem affecting us. So food is not as nutrient dense as it used to be. We're not eating as well as we used to be. So I think there is this greater return to food and beverages in its most truest form in order to improve that baseline nutrition and enhancing that later with something like a supplement. These are really, really interesting findings. And thank you so much for everything you've shared. Previous, as you mentioned, is obviously quite a young company and you're really passionate and sort of engaging in the space. What's next for you? What are you going to continue to focus on going forward now? I'm really passionate about sport and movement. But on the other side, for sure, we are a startup. We are not uh, one of the big tech players who can really bet on where the market goes into five, six, seven years, whatever, Yeah, to overcome it just by money and cash flow. So on one side, we keep that aligned, but on the other side, we are really focusing also on eSports. We see that as a, as a highly trend and helping actually also there a broader range of athletes because you can really call them athletes. The German Olympic Association has there some problems in terms of definition from sports management direction. 
on a sports science direction. But from my understanding or from ours, then it's more a kind of fear that they got cannibalized or they're cannibalizing the traditional sport. So yeah, this is actually two big parts. We are focusing in the next at least 12 months as well with collaborating really with these detection partners. So that means for the gut microbiome analysis, the biomarkers, and as well the DNA sequences. Fascinating. Well, I can't wait to hear all about it. And as you said, the esports market is really taking off and what an exciting space. So I look forward to having you on this podcast soon, Timo, to talk a little bit more about that opportunity in its own, because it's really such a fascinating space that everyone's trying to get a market share of at the moment. Timo, thank you so much for sitting down with me and walking us through what you do in nutrition counseling to really improve nutrition, not only for professional athletes, but I think a significant opportunity for amateur athletes as well. So thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you, Charlie. As always, it's a pleasure to be part of these kind of associations as you are a community based. So you're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you, Timo. And to all our listeners, you can find a link to Previs if you're interested in looking up a little bit more about Timo and what he does with his service. Thanks so much, Timo. Thank you, Charlie.